0: Hey, recording on the podcast. Recording on the video. What's up, everybody? Hey, uh, this is Americana, The American Way. I'm Big John. Uh, This is on all the uh, podcasting platforms if you want to listen instead of looking at me. Uh, This is um, on YouTube and Rumble under that very same name, Americana the American Way. You can find me on Parlor at The Real Big John. That's all one word. Um, Just a couple housekeeping things, sort of, kind of. I talked yesterday about how uh, the media and their constant uh, harping on uh White racism, white supremacy uh can trigger these people the, like the uh Colorado shooter. uh this is like so swe- un- swept under the rug. it's ridiculous. Um, I actually sent a uh a little card uh condolences. Uh, and and whatnot, and a, a little letter to the uh, chief of the Colorado PD, um, you know, because she, she was visibly shaken, and I don't know if it was the loss of a really good police officer, or uh, if it was uh, the pressure from the media and people in the government. Now I kind of see a little clearer why the, uh, governor and the congressman and the mayor, I, I think when your city has a tragedy, you know, the mayor should step up, but they were so full of rhetoric, uh, during this, uh, press briefing, uh, probably the last one that there will be on this matter because the press has quickly moved on, but I just wonder if she is not being pressured to keep quiet um, about this man's motives and about who he really was and he was a radicalized Islamic terrorist uh, no no bow to doubt it no doubt about it uh, but Talking about how the media radicalizes through their constant uh, rhetoric about, you know, uh, white supremacy and hate. Uh, And those things exist, but not on the massive scale they once did. And once it was, it turned out that this was not uh, what's in the media's narrative right now. This was not racism. It was not a white supremacist. It was an Islamic terrorist. Uh, the media just, phew, all right, it's over. Bye, fold up our tents and go home. Uh, but a former CNN producer, this is from the Washington Examiner, and headline reads, former CNN producer calls on network to stop Don Lemon's dangerous rhetoric in the wake of Boulder shooting. It goes on to say a former CNN producer called on his former employer to step in and stop host Don Lemon from spreading offensive and dangerous rhetoric in the wake of the Boulder shooting. It says, quote, Someone at CNN needs to step in. This hyperbole isn't just offensive, it's actually dangerous. Former CNN producer Steve uh, crack or it's K R A K A U E R tweeted um, and then Curtis Hawk H O U C K so Steve retweeted with a quote Curtis's tweet um, it says as someone who is struggling with depression and suicide it is offensive for Don Lemon to, con- to callously say in this cryon that's that thing that goes on the bottom of the screen. It's like a, a not uh, subtitles, not closed captioning, but that little headline you see at the bottom of the screen. It uh, says, uh, callously say in this cryon that every single one of you. Is just playing the odds at this point. Don Lemon went on his uh, talk show and said that you know gun violence is so prevalent in this country that we're all just playing the odds right now. When we leave home, that it's it could be us, it could be our family, it could be our friend that ends up getting shot. Uh, that that's ridiculous, you know. Uh, this is—I don't remember any mass shootings when Donald Trump, uh, the most racist protagonist president in history, I kid, uh, but that's how the media portrayed him. You know, he never triggered anyone to go on a shooting rampage. Uh, he supposedly triggered the crackers in Charlottesville, but that's another story. There was no uh, mass shooting there. Then uh, another person here. This is a different article. CNN host slammed for stupid, ignorant, and elitist comments suggesting gun store owners diagnose customers' mental health. And it shows a picture of the terrorist. Uh, and there's a video. It says CNN's Allison Camarota came under fire for suggesting that gun store owners should question customers about their mental health before, before selling firearms. Quote, why don't we go to the gun shop owners and say, do you think that this 21-year-old who comes in and wants an AR-15 style weapon, do you think he looks like he's going hunting with the weapon. Well, gee, isn't that like a lot of bit prejudice? Isn't, wouldn't that be racist if it was said on Fox News or said by Donald Trump or by me? Does it look like uh, this Middle Eastern guy is going hunting? Is that what she's implying? Well, it's a little racist there, Communist News Network, I think. Anyway, I mean, we're not supposed to judge people on their looks, right? Isn't that the, uh, the thingamajigger? We're supposed to treat everyone equally, not not look at them differently based on their uh, skin color, their race. That's how I was raised, and uh, served me well uh, throughout my life. I don't judge people on their looks or their their race or their religion or skin color. Oh, CNN, you're just you communist news network. You're getting you're racist. You might have to throw another letter in there for the communist racist news network. Anyways, back to this. Uh, did you ask him, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you hear voices saying people are coming for you? Do you ever ask the questions like that? Because this guy sounds like, dot, 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 he would have answered yes, Camarota said on Wednesday. So, gun store owners are supposed to judge people on their looks. Do they look like they're going hunting? You don't look like a hunter to me. What does a hunter look like? Allison Camarota. Camarota. I don't. Know what the hell are asking this? I don't watch that crap. Yeah. Uh, w- you know, is somebody going to answer? Yes. Now, most gun store owners uh, that I know of open carry. Yeah. You know they have a gun in a holster on their hips, so. You ain't messing with them. You ain't robbing their joint, uh, hopefully. But uh, really, is that how we we treat people in America now? Uh, and somebody's going to go on. A sh- you ask somebody Okay, she's basically saying, judge them on their looks, and then ask them, are you are you crazy, and are you going on a shooting spree? Now I'm sure somebody that's planning a, a shooting rampage is going to say, Yep, you got me, gun store guy. I was gonna go kill me some people, but Dag Nabbit, now you can't sell me a gun. Oh, vey. These, but nonetheless, the you know these radicals on CNN, and other you know fake news networks, Fox News sometimes also, uh, you know they trigger people with their rhetoric and their nonsense. Um, that being said, I'm gonna light my ceremonial cigar and uh, get this dog and pony show on the road here. uh, an instrumental of, uh, instrumental version. I'm trying to make my dog's bed here while I talk. That was a little instrumental version of the, uh, Lawrence Welk band or Lawrence Welk orchestra. Uh, those of you who grew up around your grandparents were tortured with Lawrence Welk every Saturday night for an hour. Of uh, that gosh awful big band orchestra music of his. But uh, the best part about that video. I don't know how I came across it. But uh, the best part about it is watching. How happy the people in the Lawrence Welk Orchestra seem to be. uh, As they're playing that song. I don't know if they're elated to be playing something other than uh, shitty big band music, but that's, that's, it was good, good version of the song, good instrumental, uh, but they just look so doggone happy, and it's in black and white, so it's a very old, uh, video. Nonetheless, Mr. President Biden had his first press conference, um, on, uh, what is it now, his 60-something day in office, I'll get to it, but he, um, just, you know, it's about time he spoke to us. He's done some other things. Uh, Jen Saki, Jen Psaki, however you say her last name. Uh, I think she's cute, by the way. She's a little cutie. People say she's not, you know, she's not gorgeous like Kaylee McEnany was. But Kaylee wore about five, ten pound of makeup, too, you know, um, and did the big hair and stuff. So, yeah, you can you can critique uh, anybody. But uh, my thing was Kaylee was always prepared. Now, uh, so let's get off that. Uh, Jen Saki said that, you know, Biden has had, you know, 60-some Q&As with the media. Well, some of these that she counted... Or maybe she said it was 40-something. He's been in office 60-some days. Got my numbers backwards. See, Joe Biden's rubbing off on me, guys. Uh, so he's had 40 media Q&As. But what she calls a Q&A is like, you know, after the president talks about something or signs an executive order, there's always media in the room, and they just randomly yell out questions, trying to get some sort of answer. Uh, Or like the other day, he was walking out to Marine One, and uh, he walked over to the reporters and talked, like answered maybe two questions, made a couple statements, and then walked off. So all those things were counted uh, by Jen Saki as interactions or Q&As with the media. Anyhow, uh, my expectations of this, you know, I I get uh, hyped. I'm hyped. I get I get up for these things. Uh, you know, political nerd that I is. Uh, I wrote some notes here. Um, I expected him to talk slow. I expected him to be confused, and I expected him to get grumpy when reporters pushed him. And there wasn't a lot of pushback from the reporters, so that he didn't get grouchy or grumpy with anyone. Uh, Fox News did point out that their uh, person in the room did not get to answer a question, but I'll get to that later. Um, It's not about Fox News. It's about how the whole uh, press conference was set up. But anyways, um, I said, I thought to myself, you know, will reporters be allowed follow-up questions? Um, I thought there would be a lot of wrong answers and lies. Um, Will... Uh, it will be hard to tell the difference because of his mental state between a lie and a, um, a wrong answer. Like, would he just be confused and give the wrong answer, which he did at one point, uh, or, yeah, he, he did at one point, again, more later, uh, will this be scripted? And I kinda, I just kinda feel like it was a little bit, um, Will there be pre-planned what reporters will take questions or what reporters he will take questions from? Yes, it was. He clearly had a list with the names of the reporters and what news agency they were from. And he would physically look down at the list and point with his finger at the list and say, okay, who's next? Uh, And, you know, Sounds scripted to me, at least partially. Um, let me pre-plan questions. Um, will he have the questions ahead of time? I don't know. Uh, would there? I thought maybe there would be a teleprompter. There was not. He didn't give much of a speech, but he did have note cards and detailed notes. Um, how, uh, how long would it be? How many questions? It went for about an hour, an hour and two minutes. So the first thing we got to get out of the way is the Biden-isms. And there were a few, but these were the most notable. Uh, he said there are 5,000 beds, because remember there's a backlog at the border. He said there were 5,000 beds immediately. What that was me at Fort Bliss, five thousand beds me immediately. I think he meant either immediately or something uh but he he ran two words together, and then he said, uh they, they want to do away with the fill philbilibuster <laughs> maybe that's some inside Washington term, I don't know. But, you know, the the comics and the media used to ridicule George W. Bush for these uh, flubs. And I, you know, saw George Bush speak in person no less than five times in his eight years. uh, Maybe as many as ten. Because I was very active and he was very active in Ohio. And he never, you know... made any of those gaffes. I wish, uh, you know, uh, cell phone recording and stuff like that was more prevalent back then, you know, way back when. Uh, But it it really wasn't, you know. You either had like a little video camera that you held in your hand or you had a photographic camera. But uh, I wish I could have recorded some of Bush's speeches to show people. He was a, a decent public speaker. Not prolific like Reagan, but decent. Um, so I was watching um uh yeah, Fox News. I was watch starting to watch this on Fox News. Then I turned on uh the Steven Crowder live stream. And then I had to mute that because they kept talking over Uh, Biden's so bad that I couldn't... It's like, Crowder, let the guy talk and then give your rebuttal instead of talking over him. But anyways, so I started out on Fox News. They said, will will the press be given a chance to hold Biden accountable? My response was, ha ha. (laughs) Um, In 64 days, he's done... 37 executive orders, and this is the first real press conference. Uh, the first lie that was pointed out by Crowder, uh, press secretary said that he's done 40 Q&As. That was Jen Psaki said that the president has done 40 Q&As, and I already told you what counts as a Q&A by the press secretary. Um, it, there weren't many reporters in the room, uh, they were socially distanced, of course, and people even had to wear masks when asking questions. Though there was like a microphone, and like there was a microphone on a stand, and I don't know if there was somebody moving the stand around the room, but there wasn't anyone holding the microphone for them. Um, so I don't know why they needed to have masks on when they were asking questions, but whatever. Can't be too careful. Um, so right now we have 10,000, Biden actually said it was like 28,000, I think, but Crowder thought there were 10,000 illegal aliens at the border right now. So I think maybe 28,000 have entered, um, in 2021. Now last, all of last year, all of 2020, when Trump was president, you had 31,000. In Biden's 64 days in office, he said we've had 28,000. And he says, well, you know, this is a, every year there's a problem at the border. Dude, you've been president for two months. It took a whole year for that to happen. We'll get to that later. Yeah, he started 12 minutes late. It was supposed to start at 1.15. And these things always start late. So, and that wasn't that big a deal, but it just bothered me. You know, be punctual for crying out loud. Um, and I think Crowder pointed that out, too. Uh, he want old uh, Biden wanted to, since he's not going to do a State of the Union, or maybe he's not, he hasn't yet. He said, this is where the nation stands. So I guess maybe this was his state of the union in about, you know, two two sentences. (laughs) Uh, He says, you know, we're at 100 million shots already. He said on December 8th, he promised that there would be 100 million shots in his first 100 days. They've already passed that, he said. So he's going to set a new goal. That's oh, a lofty and He says we're going to do 200 million COVID vaccine shots in my first 100 days. We already had a jump start from Trump, bub. <laughs> okay. I think, you know, the Trump camp was doing about a million shots a day. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know if he's adding those into his total. So, but he, anyways, he takes credit, a hundred million vaccinations, uh, in 64 days. Of course, all of that is thanks to Operation Warp Speed. This is the fastest that a vaccine's ever been produced. That's my dog scratching herself and thumping on the floor if you hear something. Um, but without Operation Warp Speed, where would we be? And it's... You know, the vaccine would have been an election changer. You know, they announced this vaccination is ready days after the election is over. It's ready for its final FDA trials. And that's a lot odd. Did they Were were they afraid of being politicked? You know, the, the vaccine companies, the uh, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Um, you know, Biden said, you know, the economy is bad now, but uh, people tell him that we'll get 6% GDP growth. Uh, dude, that'll happen just by reopening the economy that your liberal governors have shut down. <laughs> so uh, the first question was uh in a bipartisanship climate voting rights uh gun control immigration covid uh what what are you going to do about those things uh president biden answered i well, i got elected to solve problems and give people peace there's a lot of unpeaceful people in atlanta and boulder colorado joe uh uh, again, I noted that he had a list of reporters there. Uh, he said, uh, "One, the next reporter asked him, you know, elected as a moral, decent man uh, when it comes to immigration, you told people not to come. But do you think uh, because people at the border have said we're here because Joe Biden is president, they came because you're a moral and decent man? No, they came because he's a weak leader. And they knew that there was going to be somebody in the office, if they showed up, or their children showed up unaccompanied, they would just, oh, maybe maybe we'll have a shot now. Maybe he'll just let us through. He's a weak leader. That's why they showed up. Okay? Uh, we have illegal aliens on record, on the news saying they would not have come to the border had Trump still been president because Biden is weak. Uh, He said, you know, Biden's response was, you know, people are coming because I'm a moral, decent man. He he repeated the question. Uh, He talked about Trump dismantling the HHS facilities and didn't fund ...the beds for the uh, illegal aliens and unaccompanied minors. That's why we have a crisis at the border. Well, the reason Trump didn't fund it was because he didn't want people coming in. We were going to stop them on the other side of the Mexican border and turn them back. We were going to catch them and send them back under Trump. So he's trying to put the blame for the crisis on Trump... But people, we didn't have as many people coming across. Biden says 28,000 people in 60 days. 31,000 all of last year, Joe. The problem's because of you, because you're a weak leader. Um, Then there was a follow up question Uh, Republicans are passing laws against voter rights and civil rights. Look guys, everybody in this country has the right to vote. Everybody who's a legal citizen has the right to vote. This is there there is no suppression of your right to vote, my right to vote, race, creed, color, but now these things like Jim Crow are coming up, uh things like you know, voter rights, civil rights, and it's just playing who an audience. It's just pandering wider media to drive the Democrats' narrative that because Republicans want voter registration laws and voter ID laws passed. That they're stepping on people's civil rights. That's not the case. Everybody, doesn't matter what race, color, religion you are, should have to have a voter ID. An ID card that says, this is who I am and I'm here to vote. And you have to have one to get a check. You have to have one to open a bank account. You have to have photo ID for everything else except for voting. Um, So... Biden's answer, uh, you know, they well, the reporter said, you know, should they pass the filibuster or should they end the filibuster to protect voting and civil rights? And then Biden went into an answer about a child traffic hotline for unaccompanied children at the border. So he didn't even answer the question, which was strange. Um, He talked about the filibuster. He said that, you know, in, well, from 1917 to 1971, uh, the filibuster was used 58 times in that, in those years. Last year, it was used five times that amount. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, And Republicans had the majority in the Senate. So, why would they need to use the filibuster against themselves? And, the way filibuster used to work, and he explained this too, was that somebody used to have to stand and talk for hours on end until the rest of the Senate or House just got tired and went home. Well, now they just say, okay, we're enacting the filibuster rule. So you have to have 60 votes in the Senate to pass this bill. So that's how the filibuster works now. And then all of a sudden he just went blank and started stammering. Couldn't finish his thought. Um, he lost his train of thought three times in a row in during this question and answer. Just this Particular question and answer on this filibuster stuff. Um, they talked about you know a mother from Honduras sending her nine-year-old son. Uh, you know, are you sending these children back? And then there was a long pause, and he took a, a look, a look at the ceiling, and. Then he said, you know, oh, well, people leaving El Salvador and Honduras because of mudslides and earthquakes. There's no easy answer. No, they're leaving El Salvador because of, you know, it's terrible. The conditions there are terrible, not earthquakes and natural disasters, Joe. Um, there was a follow up question, you know, uh, are the kids here or are they deported? Uh, He said, well, does the kid have a mom at home? If he does, we'll put him on a plane. And then he went to a a blank look and they had just moved on to the next question. So um, as a side note, you know, people were talking about Uber drivers. Um, Crowder was talking about his Uber driver and the driver told him that, you know, when Trump was president, uh, all his friends made fun of him because he liked Trump, and he said, "Well, we had four years of peace under Trump, and now eighty or ninety percent of his friends agree with him because now there's instability because there's a weak leader in the White House uh over there in Iraq and Afghanistan uh When he was asked about Afghanistan and is he going to hold to Trump's, uh, May 1st deadline, he said, you know, well, we have to look at the deal and it's going to be tactically difficult to get our troops out by May 1st. And we have to talk to our allies. In other words, they have to talk to Raytheon and the other big war machine companies to see if it's okay. Um transparency at the border, you know, will you give the press uh, a chance to look? Project Veritas exposed the uh, people at the border sleeping on the floors and wrapped in, uh, I call it aluminum foil, but they're like NASA space blankets or something most people call them. And Biden's response was basically, we'll be transparent once we get our policies in place and get some of those people out of there and Once we get our shit together, then we'll let you go look in and see uh, we cleaned up our own mess. (laughs) You know, Um, he was asked stuff like, you know, did you work too or did you move too quick to roll back Trump's policies? And he said, I make no apologies uh, for my policies Uh, separating parents from children, which that's not totally true. Sometimes they weren't really the parents of the children. They were uh, pretending to, you know, the coyotes and the kidnappers and the child traffickers would give somebody a kid and say, okay, if you go into the United States with child, they'll probably let you stay. That's what was going on with separating children from parents. Uh, And he said, you know, uh, a mother and a child sitting on a hill in the mud with nothing to eat, across the Rio Grande that's inhumane and I, I don't apologize for that policy of letting people in. Okay Joe uh, separating po- parents from children was an Obama era policy so it was the policy when he was um, vice president. Uh, when talked about voter rights again we're going we're now going to voter rights. Okay, We're trying to connect some of us in this country who want people to follow the laws on voting to voter rights. We're, we're not now I, Republicans, whoever uh, that want people to follow the law when it comes time to vote are infringing on people's voter rights. Uh, he said, you know, uh, policies are these policies are sick. You can't bring somebody a bottle of water while they're in line. I don't recall there ever being a policy or a law that says you can't hand somebody a bottle of water while they're standing in line to vote. Uh, He said, you know, they stopped the voting at 5 p.m., which is a lie. No place, no state in the union stops voting at 5 p.m. That was a lie. But he said, you know, when, when hardworking men and women are getting off work, the polls are closed at 5 p.m. Bullshite. Uh, and he says... Uh, he said something about, this makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. Uh, no one could figure out what the hell he meant by that. And then he just stopped mid-answer again and just lost... It's like any he... Straight off of the note cards, he was befuddled and lost. I mean, he read straight from note cards at times. Uh, he said, Somebody said, you know, do you think that uh, the filibuster is a relic of the Jim Crow era like Barack Obama said it was? And Biden said yes, and then he got confused on the reporter's follow-ups and just moved on. Um, they asked him, are you going to run again? And first he said yes, then a reporter followed up. So you just made, uh, news today. You're going to run again. Why haven't you formed a committee yet to, oh, uh, I, I don't know what's going to go on in four years. And then he started getting confused and befuddled because there was no note card for that. Um. Then you know there were stuff about the international monetary system in China, and he looked confused for a minute, and then he went off on his own talking about how he's known uh, G better than anyone. Uh, he's talked to G P or G, you know, the president of China, G President G, uh, you know. And then he talked about investing in technology. Uh, medical technology and other technologies of the future. He brought up an alliance of democracies to hold China accountable, like Australia, India, Japan. Uh, he said, you know, when it comes to human rights violations, they're going to call China out. Well, you haven't so far, Joe. Uh, I think they did a little bit with the Uyghur Muslims. He did bring up the Uyghur Muslims. Um, They asked him about gun control in regards to the tragedies. And he just totally dodged the question and went on some rambling answer about our infrastructure. Uh, He said, you know, uh, he's going to make a big announcement in Pittsburgh. Uh, He said, you know, I I apologize for not having enough time to talk about infrastructure. We'll have another freaking press conference. Do this more than once in a blue moon. Uh, but there's going to be something announcement in Pittsburgh next week about infrastructure. Uh, he wants a big, huge, multi trillion dollar infrastructure bill, is what it boils down to. Uh, but he said we can't build back where we were because of the climate. Uh, the roads that used to be are three feet below water level. I'm like, what, huh? What the fuck road in this country is three feet below water? Because if it is, it's not a road. Um, I, I just put what WTF wandered way off point and never answered the gun question. Um, he said um, a vast majority of illegals are being sent back. That was a lie. About 13% are actually being sent back. Um, at one point... Uh, again, I noted that, you know, they had a list of questions to who, a list of who to take questions from. And at one point he just wandered away from the podium and was like, I don't know what the hell he was looking at. It seemed as though he was looking like, you know, sometimes when you squint your eyes to try and hear better, I don't know why we do that, but we do, but he wandered away from the podium and he was squinting at something and then he wandered back over like, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to be wandering over there. Uh, but the reporter had a microphone, and it, it seemed to be working well. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the problem was, that he wandered away from the podium. Uh, but then, you know, it was another question about immigration. You know, he gave no specific answers. He told a story about his family coming over from Ireland. And he just looked confused. Um, you know, they asked about, you know, Mitch McConnell and Senate Demo- or Senate Republicans, you know, being finally maybe growing a spine, in my opinion. But he said, you know, they have to posture for a while. Uh, you know, that's understandable. In other words, they have to put on a show like they're looking tough. Uh, but then he just got this confused look on his face and paused. And that was basically the end of it. Um, it went an hour and two minutes, uh, he had notes and there was, a when Fox news was, uh, pre doing their pre show pre press conference game show, show game, whatever. Uh, they said that, you know, his staff said, Oh, Joe, Joe keeps a binder with him all the time. And it has tabs in it and this and that. No, I think the staff did a really good job of preparing for this. They didn't do a good job of preparing Joe for it. They did a good job prepping for this themselves because he had note cards. He had uh, notes, you know, like, I don't know if they were fed the questions ahead of time or what was going on, but he was reading from notes the whole time you know, and when he didn't, that's when he got befuddled and confused. Um, He lied and said that Trump walked away from China on the Uyghur Muslims in Hong Kong. Trump signed multiple executive orders supporting Hong Kong and saying that, you know, the United States would have Hong Kong's back uh, if China didn't want to give them freedom. So I don't know what Joe's talking about. Uh, You know, all, do, all Joe Biden wants to do is talk about problems. He doesn't want to get down to business and do anything, in my opinion. Trump took actions that hurt China economically. Um, you know, he put tariffs on Chinese goods. Uh, I don't think he sanctioned China, but he scolded China. Now, there are going to be some sanctions on China by the world community <laughs> for their treatment of the Uyghur Muslims. Um, Joe made a Big mistake. When he talk, was talking about infrastructure, he said the United States ranks 85th in the world in infrastructure. <coughs> and then he, he even said he, he admitted he was confused. Uh, he says, I, I, I think we're like 85th in the world. I think, I'm not sure. And then uh, later on, it came up again. And he went to his note cards this time and said, uh, We're 13th in the world. Now, if Trump would have done that, The media outlets would have been all over him. And, you know, it would have been fact-checked and Trump lied, would have been all over Twitter and Facebook. Trump lied and said, we're 85th in infrastructure. Then he changed his story and said, no, we're only 13th in the world. And it's all because, you know, the evil Donald Trump wants a huge infrastructure bill. And Trump did have an infrastructure bill in the works. Had he been reelected. And Biden has a huge infrastructure bill that he wants to present to the Congress. Uh, We'll see how that goes. uh, I guess sometime next week in Pittsburgh. Bet you he won't take unscripted questions though. Um, He just kept saying this thing about we can get better. We can get better. You know, hope. Help is here and hope is on the way. It's like, dude, what? The frick are you talking about? I mean, one thing, you can always get better. Any Anybody, anything, uh, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. Everyone can get better. Every situation can get better. What, what is that? Uh, you know, there was a lot of rhetoric and not a lot of substance in this uh, speech, this press conference. Uh, he talked a lot about building up Latin America uh, so that people will stop leaving those countries to come to the United States. He mentioned that a few times when questioned about immigration. Um, You know, I don't get that. I'm sick and tired of our tax dollars being spent to help out other countries. Um, They should be helping themselves and helping their own people. You know, and he even mentioned, you know, uh, we got to get money into the villages and towns and this and that, because of corrupt leadership at the top in some of these countries. How are you going to do that, Joe? And why are American taxpayers doing that? Just shut the border down, finish the wall, you know, build up the the infrastructure to protect our borders. We're the only country in the world right now that thinks it's so great to not have borders. (laughs) You know, and... A lot of, I'll I'll end on this, sort of maybe, I don't know. A lot of people that are coming to America right now, the Latinos, the Mexicans, they are, oh shit, my stapler fucked up. Alright, anyways, they're, um, 17, 16 years old. They're working age people, and that's cool if they're coming here legally, but they're here for jobs. They're here for jobs. They're 16, 17 years old and up, and there are a lot of unaccompanied minors that are being human trafficked. Um, Maybe their parents hope that they'll get adopted by some American family and get out of... uh, the horrific conditions in their own country. It's really sad that you know parents have to do that to better to make a better life for their child. To send their kid, hey, you're nine years old now. Walk up to walk a couple thousand miles to the United States. But that's what one of the reporters said that she found at the border. Uh, you know, but this this is craziness. Um, the border just needs to be shut down. You know, these poor kids, they're coming here unaccompanied. Uh, I don't know what what the answer is. It's not simple, and it's not as simple as toss them back over the border. They are children. Um, So, you know, we will see how it goes that. But this was a a terrible gaffe-laden press conference. I counted 10 times where he flubbed his words he either ran two or three words together into one word um or he just got befuddled and looked confused uh wandered away from the microphone for unknown reasons uh you know just crazy yeah, it's like if there wasn't a note card in front of him with uh, the the an answer A vague answer to the question written out on he was utterly lost so uh, pretty sad this is this is our president though folks Um, and we should support him it's just sad to watch a man that's in this state mentally trying to lead the free world so I don't know what to do don't know what to say but that was my observation of the Biden press conference, the much-awaited. Now, will we get a State of the Union address? I don't know. I I think we we deserve one. But what will it be like? You know, he can't go off script. The teleprompter can't break. Uh, You know... And that brings back memories of ignorant Nancy Pelosi ripping up that Donald Trump uh, script of the, uh, what a bitch, Um, Nancy Pelosi ripping up Trump's uh, State of the Union address. You know, they each get a souvenir copy of it. And as he was talking, she was putting tears in the bottoms of the pages so that when she stood up, she could make her great big Dog and, po- dog and pony show, ceremonial ripping of the sp- oh my god how ignorant how low I mean these are- Joe Biden's 78 almost 80 years old, Nancy Pelosi's 80 years old and they're and she's acting like a child ripping up a uh, state of the union speech, wow I'm so impressed uh, anyhow before I get on another tangent I've gone 50 minutes. <coughs> hell, I've almost talked as long as Joe Biden's first press conference. And Trump would go for two hours. I think that his shortest press conference was like 90 minutes, <laughs> you know? And the more the American people heard from his mouth, the more they liked him. The higher his approval rating got. So we'll see what happens out of this, what uh the approval ratings look like what the opinion polls like they matter look like, anyhow, guys. Uh, pray for one another, pray for our president and, and, and everybody. You know, just pray, 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 pray. Um, also, I don't know, man. Uh, I sent a little sub- card of uh, condolence and support to the police chief of Boulder, Colorado. The address is easily findable on the internet. Um, you know, Send your local police a thank you card, maybe. Uh, or if you feel compelled, send something to the uh, Boulder police chief. I think she's dealing with a lot of poly-ticking going on up there in regards to this shooter. This piece of shit that killed those ten, ten people. A Muslim killed ten white people. A, 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 a a, a a beige-colored Muslim man killed 10 white people. I think that's racist. But, hey, what do I know? So, the media has moved on. We probably won't hear much about it. Uh, because it doesn't fit the narrative they're pushing right now. Anyways, sorry to get off on that. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, have a great, great... Splendid, wonderful day. Thank you.